Hey guys, welcome back to Shadows in the Limelight. We have the youngest guest we've ever had on Shadows in the Limelight. Shannon Wilkes is on the podcast today. Don't let her age fool you. She has accomplished so much in her career. She plays in her own band, Black Venom. She's a photographer. She writes for a few publications like Metal Talk in the UK, along with having her own publication. She's got her own podcast called Rockin' Interviews. And folks, she's still in high school and not planning to graduate until January 2024. What she's accomplished at any age is amazing, but I can't wait to see what's in store for this young lady's career. Let's let the interview with Shannon roll. Shannon, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? You know, I'm uh, I'm feeling fantastic this morning. I uh, was just kind of reading through the the list of your accomplishments to date, and they're impressive, um, no matter how old you are. But for my audience, can you tell me how old you are? Uh, I'm 15 years old as of right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when you find out what this uh, woman has accomplished uh, by the time she's 15 years old, uh, you'll feel like you need to to get on your horse and get going with life. But Shannon, tell me everything that you've got going on right now. You're, the, the headline of your uh, Facebook page or social media says uh, music journalist, photographer, guitarist, bassist, and that's just the beginning. But tell everybody what you've got going on right now. Yeah, so um, I currently play bass in a band called Black Venom. Um, I'm also a guitarist. Uh, I'm a music journalist at uh, three different publications, actually, including my own. Uh, that I've had for about three and a half years now. Um, and next month, I'll be on the media team for the Monsters of Rock Cruise. This is just incredible. I, I was I was looking through uh, some of the recent shows you've gotten to photograph or be a part of, and there, there's some some mutual friends in there. I saw you got to, to work with uh, Rob DeLuca, who's been on my show, and work with him a little bit in Spread Eagle, and you got to see Vixen, I think, over the weekend. And yeah. um, I the fact that you've been able to do all this and do it, I mean, when you think about the time that you've been doing this, the, the pandemic had started and you've still been able to be this busy. Um, did, did, the, did the music industry find you or did you find it? How did it start for you? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I got, I guess I fell in love with rock music when I was about nine years old. My parents always played like 80s rock my entire life. Um so I was always kind of around music, but when I was uh, 11 years old, I went on my first Monsters of Rock cruise. And so that kind of threw me into the music scene, I guess. Um, and from there, I mean, at that point I was already playing guitar. So I was like, I need to get involved in the industry any way I possibly can. And, you know, at the time I kind of didn't have the idea of age in my head. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just do it. Cause that's kind of, uh, that's kind of how I am. Like, if I want something, I'm going to make sure it happens. <laughs> um, so I started my publication when I was uh, 12 years old. It was about six or seven months after my first Monsters and Rock cruise. And um, like being one of the only kids on that cruise, like people kind of remembered me, I guess. <laughs> and so that's how I started interviews. I just reached out to people on Instagram and started my interviews from there. <laughs> it's kind of funny you normally when you hear people say age is just a number it's it's somebody who's uh well past their prime and i think you know you're well ahead of your prime and the fact that you're able to do this is incredible 
Um, who headlined that year of the Montrose Rock Cruise? You remember? Gosh, um, I think it was I think it was Tesla and Winger, if I remember correctly. Okay, who's like your all time favorite band? Oh my gosh, that's such a hard question because I go through phases with my favorite bands where I'll like only listen to that one band for like a month or so, and then I'll like go to the next. Um, okay, let's see. That's so hard. Okay. You can break it into genres, do a Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to do. I just want to know who it is. Love it. Okay. Um, so let me just throw some names. So Skid Row, uh, Trickster, Kicks, uh, Spread Eagle, Vixen. Uh, trying to think. So when you're, when you're like, I mean, you're naming some of the bands that you've gotten to see recently play live and be a, a, a part of that from, uh, I'm going to say shooting the, whether you're shooting a show or whatever you're doing, um, how do you separate yourself from being super fan to work mode? I know that that's something that's, that's a little bit tough and I don't want to say given your age, I'm not going to say that the rest of the show, but it, I think we all have separation with that. I mean, talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, definitely when I first started, I was, See, when I'm a big fan of somebody, I get really quiet. Like, I'm not, like, crazy in person where, like, I feel like some people, like, just kind of talk over and over and over and just like, oh, my God, I love you. Like, I don't. I get really shy in person. So, um, but, like, getting to know more, like, people in the industry and, like, musicians and stuff, I've gotten a lot more comfortable around them. And now that I'm, like, older, I understand that, like, they're people. <laughs> Um, so I think it's definitely gotten a lot easier since I've started and I've been doing this almost four years now. Um, so, I mean, I just kind of, I know when the right time to say like, oh, your music has influenced me a lot and when to shut it off. And, and I think that's, that's really, really important. And and when you're doing this, I mean, I, I think that it's one thing to use your fandom, if you will, as kind of fuel to go back and do some research. But I know in, even some of the interviews that I've gotten to do with people, like I, I, like I'm doing with Zoom with, with you right now, where I kind of go, I can't believe I'm talking to so-and-so like, and I like think that like halfway through, like, I'm like, I'm still doing this and trying not to just fall flat on my face. But um, <laughs> in any event, um, your dad has uh, been in the industry a a little bit longer than you has he been an influence for you as well um yeah I mean I think so so he started I mean he went to college for photography um but he never really pursued it and then uh on my first Monsters of Rock cruise he brought his camera just to shoot from the crowd for fun and I think that kind of made me want to do it plus from there like like I said I started my publication and started doing interviews and I feel like photography is kind of a natural next step but it's definitely fun to have like the two of us uh, do it together. Um, and it also makes it easier because I can't really be by myself all the time when shooting. So if we're there together. I'm safe. So <laughs> it's definitely fun. I like it. It's kind of funny when you think of like parents, like of all the 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 people in, in rock that I've talked to, you know, you always hear about their parents being supportive or even just tolerant. But when they were talking, about it you know it's always like what's your doesn't work you know your, your dad going to school for it and then leaving to do something else it's almost like he's probably doing it the other way around to be like no dude, go after your passion is that more voice coming out yeah. like hey you're only 15 give it a shot I wish I would have yeah I mean definitely and like it's it's funny because he's like wow like I wish I started this young I hear that all the time from like uh photographers like now a lot of people I'm friends with are like I wish I started when I was your age 
And then it's really cool too to see like people who've been doing it a long time. Like um, I'm sure you know Mark Weiss. Um, he has been great. And it's really cool because he started around my age too. Um, so to kind of like, I guess, have the support of like all the other photographers means the world. What was the question again? <laughs> Is he just been your influence to say, hey, go after your passion? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like he says all the time, he's kind of living vicariously through me. I mean, of course he's doing it alongside me, but I'm doing it like way younger, I guess. <laughs> um, that, but yeah, awesome. he's, he's great. <laughs> so when, when you look at your, your career, um, I mean, and I, I know this is funny because I mean, to, to have everybody be put back in their 15 year old selves, you, you know, you have to think about what's going to be your senior project. Are you going to go to college? What are you going to do? I mean, you have all these different avenues in the music industry with, you know, you know, the journalism side, but do, do you want to give it a go with your band and see if you can make that work or what do you just want to keep doing all of it because you love all of it? What, I mean, what are your plans? I mean, that's a tough question. I mean, I think realistically what I can make money, make a living as, is a music photographer. Um, I would love to be a musician full time. That would be the goal right now. My band is very, very new um, and we're based all around the world. So it's a very new thing. There's a lot of challenges that come with that. But um, I mean, if we can make that work and make it our living, like that would be awesome. But right now I'm graduating high school um, a semester early. Uh, so I'll be done in January, 2024. And my plan is to hopefully move to Nashville after that. <laughs> okay. Quite ambitious, but you know, I'm the kind of person that uh, does whatever I can to make it happen. So cross my fingers, hopefully that works out. And then from there, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next two years as to what goes on after that. When you say your bands all over the world, I mean, this is kind of like, I mean, normally when you hear about bands starting out, it's, I've got buddies in high school and we put it together and I just got done reading the, the 80s book, uh, Nothing But a Good Time. And, you know, hearing about Poison being from, you know, Pennsylvania and, you know, Brett Michaels working at a restaurant and all these guys, they're just friends from high school that met each other. Now you're saying you're starting a band, but you're all over the world. Tell me how that happens. Well, I mean, for me, like I've always wanted to be in a band, but it's really hard now because not a lot of people my age are into rock music, let alone play an instrument. So I haven't really found anyone that I can start a band with here. And um, I'm very active online on Instagram and Facebook and everything. So it's really easy for me to find people. And I was doing, I was doing a lot of uh, collab videos uh, and covers with a lot of people from around the world. And uh, I worked with these two people, uh, Lore and Ashish, and uh, they asked me, they said, hey, we're putting together a band based all around the world. We want you to be our bass player. And I said, let's do it. <laughs> um, so we kind of got, got the band together. And then uh, right now we're working on our first single. So. <laughs> and plans to put it on uh, streaming services and that sort of thing and, and yeah, doing all that. Yeah, the whole nine yards. <laughs> the whole okay. nine yards for sure. Um, I, I guess this is kind of like, you know, GarageBand 2.0 when you're doing it this way, but that's, that's really, really cool. I, I guess, um, you know, how you take that to the next, next step. I mean, obviously we, throughout the pandemic, uh, people put, uh, full albums together without being in the same room. And I, I've talked to some folks where, 
they were on, like you said, around the world in different countries and still put music together. Um, but I guess, you know, the, the fact that you're playing rock music and have a, you know, belief in that, uh, you mentioned it's tough to find, you know, a lot of new players right now. I think that the landscape for specifically women in rock is cool. I mean, you've got like, you know, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, um, Evanescence, I guess that's not a, yeah. a, a, I mean, that's just a female lead singer there, but there's uh, Nita Strauss. There's a lot of predominant women in rock today. Are any Definitely. of those people like inspirational to you specifically or, or anyone like that you look up to? Yeah, definitely. Lizzie Hale is one of my biggest heroes for sure. And I'm actually going to photograph Hailstorm in a few days. So I'm like over the moon excited about that. Hailstorm and Evanescence actually. Um, so that's exciting. But yeah, Lizzie Hale is one of my biggest inspirations for sure. And uh, Nita Strauss also. And obviously Vixen because they were like the first uh, all-female band I ever saw play live. So that definitely influenced me. Um and yeah, I mean, my band is uh, three out of six members are female. So it's really cool. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Um, with, uh, I, I know uh, Hailstorm and Evanescence, I think had to cancel the last maybe five dates of their last run due to COVID. Uh, which venue do you get to see them at? Uh, the Prudential Center in New Jersey. Okay, awesome. Well, that should be a fun show. I, uh, I, I wish that one came close to me. I'd like to go see them. Um, when, when you go and, and work at a show like this, um, what do you bring for gear? I mean, are you, you're shooting entirely digitally, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. What, do you, yeah, what so do you have for gear? I use a Nikon D750 uh, with an uh, 424 to 120 lens. Um, and that's pretty much it. Honestly, I just use that one camera and that one lens and it's gotten me far. I mean, uh, the thing about Evanescence is it's a soundboard shoot. So I've got to bring a much, much, uh, bigger lens for that. But, um, which I actually did when I, uh, photographed Foo Fighters, but I'm not super, uh, used to shooting from the soundboard. I've only literally shot one show from the soundboard. So, I'm kind of winging it when it comes to that, but yeah, my, my go-to is my Nikon D750 and that's pretty much what I keep on me that my earplugs and that's about it. (laughs) You hear that ladies and gentlemen, take care of your ears. Uh, I'm a big earplug wearer at concerts too. It doesn't always look the coolest, but I, I plan on hearing my kids throughout their years. So, um, one of the things that a, a friend of mine, um, shoot shows and and um he's done a lot with um bands with big productions and one of the things that he says he does to prepare is he'll go look at videos online so that way he knows when pyro is going to hit or when they do something that looks like it might be choreographed to try and get a good shot do you do any preparation for these types of shows or do you like to catch it in the moment um so for me i mean it depends on the show really but i was supposed to photograph kiss back in um August I believe of last year and ended up getting canceled because of a hurricane but yeah my dad and I were like big time looking at videos trying to figure out like where the moments are going to be but also I think there is some um some fun of capturing it in the moment and for me like when people ask me for advice about photography I say pay attention to the in-between moments like don't set your camera down between songs because that's the moment that not everyone is going to get That's pretty cool. Do you have a a favorite show you've gotten to do that you have a picture that's like, this is the, this is the, the Holy grail of my work so far. (laughs) Um, 
Well, I mean, for sure, favorite shows, Foo Fighters was pretty cool. Um, but I definitely don't have the Holy Grail photo from that show because it was my first soundboard shoot. Um, I'd say Foreigner and Greta Van Fleet, I have pretty, pretty good pictures from for sure. And I mean, like recently they put a new venue like 15 minutes away from my house. And I live in Connecticut, so not a lot of bands play here. So right, now that right. they have this this venue, a lot of great bands have played here. I think I shot like four or five shows there. I did Foo Fighters, Greta Van Fleet, uh, Foreigner, um, uh, Rancid, and Dropkick Murphys. Wow. It's it's great having that close to me now. <laughs> so I don't have to drive two hours to a show. Plus the lighting's great. Great bands play there. So yeah, I would say for sure Greta Van Fleet. And what was cool about that is like it was pretty much a pit full of all women photographers which like never happens <laughs> that's so that true was- is is even the photography world uh dom is it a men dominated industry i think for the most part i mean there's definitely a lot, of, a lot more female photographers uh now than like even when i started um but yeah i mean for sure usually i'm the only women woman in the photo pit <laughs> but um it's cool it's cool when i get to uh meet other in this industry too it's definitely a rarity and then when when you're gonna go and get in 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 the pit and and i i've talked to a couple other photographs or photographers on this show um when we were talking to the last one that the question that that came up is you know anymore if you've got the iphone 13 instantly you become a photographer that's what people think how do you get into the pit like who's your connection like how do you get a pit ticket to show hey i've got some credentials i want to go take some photographs how do i do this i mean what do you do to get in there yeah i mean for me like most of the time you have to have a publication to get in so i mean for me like my publication isn't huge so usually i can't always use that for bigger shows so i write for another publication called metal talk which is based in the uk and that's uh who I shoot for um, when it comes to the bigger shows. And as for like contacts, it's usually management, PR, manager, um, or sometimes the band directly if it's not a huge band. Um, So yeah, I mean, definitely that. And not every band gives out uh, comp tickets either. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of just one of those things that you have to go with the flow. Sometimes you'll get approved, sometimes you don't. And I mean, even for me and my dad, sometimes he'll get approved a show and I won't or I'll get a proof for a show and he won't so it kind of just it's kind of luck of the draw sometimes but do you rub it in his face when you when you get one and he doesn't because <laughs> I'm sure I would no, definitely not I mean also like for Hailstorm and Evanescence I got approved and he didn't but that's like this is why what I think the reason for that is is I I write for a publication called Fem Metal which is focused on women in metal um and because it's Hailstorm and Evanescence obviously I'm going to get him because it's focused on women in metal whereas uh he didn't get approved for that because he just writes for a general music publication so i mean sometimes there's that but like typically it's just kind of random honestly huh i mean that that makes perfect sense in that case you know this is another you brought up something in, in metal talking in the uk um one of the questions that i guess i have is and again i'm i'm there are not many parallels to, to my career path versus yours other than what I do here, but you're, you're going to go and start to write for metal talk. You're, I'm going to say 15 years old, you're young, you don't have a huge body of work. How do you 
how do you become a, you know, a publisher for them? How do you work for them? What do you, what do you do to, to get that gig? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like it all comes down to networking for me, just being very, very present online and talking to everyone I can, like, I guess like talking to everyone at shows, like everyone in the photo pit, everyone working, all the crew, make sure you get to know everybody. It's important. Um, and online for sure the same thing like Facebook groups for sure um and just talking to other people who own publications you get to know them and I guess I mean I guess I have to say my work speaks for itself just because it's not a huge volume of work doesn't mean it's not quality I guess um and yeah I mean ultimately my age I guess hasn't uh negatively impacted me all that much so I don't know. <laughs> I guess just uh, just don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask. You know, the first thing can say is no. Don't don't say no for them. Let them say no to you. That might be the the quote to put down. It, it was interesting. I, I in in my my field, I started off pretty pretty young, and eventually, I mean, you can ride that way for a while to be the youngest person in the room, and that can I don't want to say buy your way in, but people are just almost amazed at what you can be you know accomplish yeah. at your age. But eventually, the work has to speak for itself, and and for clearly sure. yours does. Um, you. But I I think that that's something that. I don't want to say your generation, my generation's a, I don't want to say lazy, but it, there's always this instant gratification that, that these younger generations want. They don't want to put in the work. I want a big paycheck. I want to live and work my passion and not, not put the time in for those in my audience that are young, that are listening. Tell me how many hours a day you put into just I'm, I'm going to say everything all together between what you do with uh, your photography, working for these different publications, and then time you spend practicing on both guitar and bass and with your band. How many hours a day do you think you devote to this? I mean, honestly, it's kind of constant. <laughs> like even like, obviously, I go to school seven hours a day every day. But I mean, even all day, like I'm on social media, I'm working on growing my following and everything. And then I come home, do my homework and then practice or, you know, prepare for interviews or shoot a show and then do it again the next day. You know, it's kind of it's kind of 24 seven, but I love it. That's that's kind of the magic of it. And I mean, I'm so passionate about it that it, it doesn't matter to me. It's just I enjoy every second of it. <laughs> And I think that that's really important too. And the fact that you kind of have that drive, or I shouldn't say kind of, you have that drive at your age is great. And it is fueling you for success going forward. I think yeah. that to feel like things are given to you. I mean, I brought up your dad and by any means at this point, you said your dad's just kind of uh, helping you. If you can't physically get into the show due yeah. to the age limitation, but it's not as if you had, you know, a, a golden road to take. You've had to right. get there through a lot of hard work. And um, I think that's extremely admirable um, to kind of make your new path. Um, I know it's a brand new year, new start. Um, you mentioned some of the shows you've got going, but what else can we expect out of you in 2022? Um, well, for sure, my podcast is coming back. I uh, took a couple of months off just like starting back at in-person school. I was very, very busy, um, but I'm getting back into that. I just released my first episode in a while last week with uh, Dave Ruth and Tesla. And I actually have an episode with Rob DeLuca coming out this week. <laughs> very cool. Um, so yeah, I'm 
getting back full swing with that. I've got a ton, a ton of shows on the calendar for this year that I'm shooting. So uh, definitely look for that. Um, and new single from my band, hopefully by summer. <laughs> um, and I'm definitely trying to put out like multiple covers a week on my Instagram and my YouTube channel. Um, so for sure that and collaborations with other people that's like a big thing for me um so yeah I mean I guess that <laughs> that's it ladies and gentlemen I, that's all she's got going on <laughs> that's all. That's full-time it. student I, she finds more than 24 hours in a day I'm sure to get Probably. all this done <laughs> uh, well I appreciate you taking time out of the holiday today to to meet with uh, my audience so to speak uh, links to everything we talked about are going to be in our show notes. Um, go check out her podcast. She's had some really good guests. Take a look at some of the photographs that Shannon's taken. They are awesome. You can feel the passion in these. Shannon, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Thanks to Shannon for spending time with us on today's show. Go check out what this young lady has going on by clicking the links in our show notes. Go listen to her podcast. She has Shadows in the Limelight alum Rob DeLuca on her show coming up. Make sure to follow our show on all media outlets, follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple iTunes. And folks, don't forget to take your good time with you this week. We'll see you next time with another great guest.